When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's enough of your politics. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Let's start the Greg Cody Show podcast uh, in a hectic way. Christopher is somewhere. I have no idea where he is, and we have weird audio. Christopher, explain yourself. Dad, I'm about to have dinner with you in a half hour. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I'm in Fort Lauderdale. You and mom, me and my daughter are having a staycation. My wife went away for the weekend. And I was like, you know what, Graceland? Let's go get a hotel room. So me and her, we just got uh, done with the pool and we're having a great time. And uh, we're about to have dinner with you in a half hour. So I can't believe that you don't know where I am. I, I had I, I didn't know exactly where you were and I still don't know where we're having dinner. You share nothing with us. Do we have a plan, a dinner plan? I mean, how does this work? I, th- I okay. feel like we can talk about this offline. Let's just move on with the podcast. Do you know where you are, Greg? That's the real question. I have an idea where I am and my sound is better because I have an actual professional microphone working here. Yeah. Um, this is this is exciting because, you know, what's coming back this episode, don't you? You know it. It's the return of the father-son <laughs> Olympics hey, hey. with field goal kicking. How about that? I didn't know this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, part of the recordings of that may have got lost. So like, we might have to recreate that. We could just tell. We could Wait just tell people what, what happened. happened. Hey, this is the first I'm hearing. Does about this, this mean Chris lost? <laughs> I wish. Basically, no, no, not even close. Um, basically, I have we did like 12 minutes of content and I have seven minutes of it. But I also have a bunch of videos that like <laughs> yes, supplement yes. that content. So I might just send Yeti a ton of. <laughs> audio and like he it might oh make it really God. difficult to edit for eddie for yet all right so this is a saying. patchwork this whole episode is a patchwork you uh i don't want to reveal too much but you know <laughs> your yeah. kid did all right yeah. i mean you've already revealed too much so can i just say can i just speak my humiliation no no okay all right we'll get to it later in the episode dad like 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 i feel like everyone knows what happened but it's still interesting so check it out okay um we have a lot to talk about here. It could be Puppy Tuesday on the Levitard show. I'm just warning everybody. You've been threatening that for weeks. Uh, Hildy, for two weeks in a row, has been... No one knows who Hildy is. Well, explain it. Hildy is like our office manager with the Levitard show. Okay. It just needs to be said. Like, you just say that like it's common knowledge. Okay. She's a dog person without a dog. And so for two weeks, she has literally been begging me to bring Charlie in. Charlie, my just turned four-month-old puppy. Jumping Charlie, we call him. And there have been lark people in the building for the last two weeks, like a bunch of metal lark people roaming around doing God knows what. And so it has not been conducive to bringing in Charlie. But now this coming Tuesday, apparently the, the room is going to be clearer and, uh, and Charlie will be in there. So I'm warning people because, uh, you know, Levitard's going to be in the middle of a, a passionate essay on race in America. And you're going to hear a young dog barking in the background. And I just want you to understand what that is. I just want to apologize to the audience for how unprofessional my participation in this week's podcast is. Yeah. 
I mean, granted, my intentions were well. Me and my daughter are going to have like a great weekend. But for the content wise of this podcast, like not very thoughtful on my part. <laughs> That's OK. Could it be the day drinking? As my as my daughter, as my daughter just like gets like a drink for my friend in the corner and tries to do it quietly. Like, I'm just like, it's <laughs> it's it's. it's, it's it's just I'm, I'm i understand this is not a good look for me i just like want that to be out there i'm always fascinated by the attempts to do things quietly and how much noise we actually generate like when you're in a theater and you're trying to open some candy and you try to do it really quietly it takes forever and it makes so much more noise correct why are we more noisy when we want to be quiet put it on the poll <laughs> we don't have polls although that'd be a weird poll because like you have to have a bunch of options like it's a, it's not a yes or no question <laughs> isn't that what makes it a great poll why are we more noisy when we try to be quiet yes maybe no a girl that's right by the way does, does anybody want a tony kornheiser update a cup date dad you're not getting him on the podcast <laughs> okay listen i haven't given up when i want something i am uh pretty serious i am into it so i've been back and forth with uh tony's producer and right now, I would call it a holding pattern, a delay, not a no. And let Dad, me explain. That's like, you, know, you know how many delays Tony Kornheiser has out there to podcast requests? Like, that's how you do it. You delay it for three months, and then you say no. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. Because I do have a little, just a, a smidgen of leverage. Because, you know, anytime there's a big story in Miami, he comes to me, and I always say yes, because I love Tony the K. Okay, so a little, just a tiny little bit of leverage. Um, Tony, apparently, I hope I'm not saying anything that's not, uh, you know, that he wouldn't want me to say, but Tony is in the process of moving. He's lived in the same house for like 40 years, and he's in the process of moving. So it's a very disruptive time for him personally. And this is the reason why he won't come on with me. Wow, right you now. got the um you got the um moving response. I did. <laughs> do we do we not think that's true? I love how my dad's like my dad's like, can you believe it? He's moving. What are the odds? It's like well, that. He's not coming on the podcast. You know, I bought it, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. Okay. So, so I'm I'm gullible. What can I tell you? Um, by the way, we were all wrong. I, I'm very transparent on this podcast. If we do something right, I'm going to brag about it. If we do something wrong, it's it's I'm going to own up to it. You're going to throw it to somebody else and say, if you say so. Yeah, that mm. kind of thing. And so I want you two to explain how all three of us were wrong last week about the FX, FX series Welcome to Wrexham. Damn near killed him. Dad, why are you blaming anyone but yourself? Okay, you brought something up. That I'll tell you why. Yeti and I had nothing. We had no knowledge of it. And you're blaming us. We made zero we, claims. Okay. We we were we were indifferent, Dad. We were being yes men in the in the improv space. We were just trying to I like, needed a no man. I needed somebody to say not a snowman, but a no man. I was an I don't know man. Okay, that's not good enough. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm the one who doesn't know movies and who doesn't, you know, pop culture is not my forte. Right. So don't talk about it like that. Here's a here's a here's a little advice. Next time you want to lead with the topic on your podcast, just Google it for one second. I did. That's how I knew well, how to then spell you're a, terrible, you're a terrible Googler. Okay, I'm <laughs> a good Googler. I'm a good Googler. You're a bad reader then. No, no. Here's the thing. Like, Dad, you go on IMDb, the very first thing you say, you see, is the first, is the year that it, it started. Like, okay. oh, okay, 2016, not a new show. Well, I'd never good seen it. I'd never seen it. I thought it was a Ted Lasso <laughs> ripoff. Actually, Dad, let me, let me just like, 
let me bring my friend into this, Joey. So uh, my dad last week on last week's episode, he he was like, Ted Lasso, can you believe it? It's such a great show. Uh, there's this other show with Ryan Reynolds. It's a knockoff of it. They're just they saw Ted Lasso and they're trying to recreate it with Ryan Reynolds. And, and I was like, oh, it's a good take. They probably are. And we learned like after it that the show has been around well before Ted Lasso. It was a documentary of him actually buying a team. It was a, it was a real documentary. It wasn't even a show. Basically, everything my dad did, me and, and me and Yeti were sitting here like normal humans. We're like, oh, wow, that's interesting, Dad. Yeah, and somebody and then, should have known that. And now my dad is mad at us for not knowing that and calling him out. Correct. He brought terrible information to a podcast. And you didn't call me out on it because you didn't know any better. Right, but you're an idiot. Okay. All right. I have a couple of questions here. Number one and number two. Why is Joey infiltrating your father daughter staycation? Because because it's 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 a Chris Cody staycation and like Grace. <laughs> you need someone to said, carry the bags. I was like when I said who do you want to bag. come hang out with us this weekend? She said who'd you say? I said Joey said Joey. That's what she wow. said. I mean, like, I mean, Did she saying, really? Like, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, Greg. I was invited. Yeah, Joey. It's always good to hear from you. Not necessarily on my podcast, but in general. I love I love how my dad is ripping Joey for infiltrating it when I'm about to have dinner with my dad in an hour. No, I'm just kidding. I love Joey like a pet. You know, you that. just needed I'm, someone to carry the bag, <laughs> carry the bag Rosenfeld. I'm just saying, okay. like, dad, I'm literally doing the exact same thing with you in an hour. Right. Yet he waited a long time to sneak in that joke. That's I appreciate the perseverance. <laughs> I was trying to transition into my next thing by referencing Gary the bag. That's what I'm saying. Yet, dad, you need to lay low right now because Yeti has done a thing and it's a banger and we need to get to it right now. Oh, wow. OK, I'm excited. Yeah. So, Greg. First, we have to take a trip back to January on an episode of The Dan Lebetard Show with Stu Gatz when this happened. I don't come from privilege. I was poor growing up. I don't know what Dominique talks about when he says I come from privilege. 1440. 1440. I'm walking around barefoot on a pebble rock driveway. You know, I wasn't in a big boss line doing a dance. You tell him. I'm, gr- I'm growing up. <laughs> is that a Bruce Springsteen lyric? I have no idea. If it isn't, what it was, what was it? I was barefoot on a pebble rock highway? What? No, a pebble rock driveway. We couldn't afford to have our driveway paved. <laughs> wait, I was, a wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Let me dust off my boss. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's see what why was he barefoot? There was no motorcycle. There was, why was the highway made of pebble rock? <laughs> I was barefoot on a pebble rock Yo, that's a hit. That is a, that's hit. a hit. That's fantastic. Was, he does a better Bruce I was, than Bruce. I was frying turkey. On, 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 I was frying turkey barefoot on a pebble rock highway. That is hilarious. I've forgotten that. <laughs> so, Greg, let me introduce you to the song that that clip inspired. Um, this is the world premiere of my new single, Pebble Drive. Dad headed north of 95 
still walking barefoot on a pebble drive. Well, I threw a rock and I flew a plane and it lit a spark within my brain and I tried to find some words that would help me understand. Then I left the church, but I found the pope and I earned myself a little bit To the test of time The scent of Villa Rose flows through The floor to pine Gary the bag was a friend of mine The wall at 1440s to the test of time You never you were going for comedy there but i have a tear in my eye and i need to like like i don't know if that hits home for everybody but like knowing my dad's life and like knowing how much his house means to him and hearing all those references like it's one of those this is a double entendre song where it's like that was funny but it was also that was like yeti that was really good man i i i thought it was great um my eyes also moistened 
I'm embarrassed to say maybe I shouldn't be, but um, that was uh, much appreciated. I thought that was wonderful. Um, uh, <laughs> I think the line that got to me was, um, I don't know, the, the wall standing the test of time. Dad, like, this is really cool, man. Like the fact that like Yeti, look what you did. Like, I'm not even like, I know I'm always get, making fun, but the fact that my dad, like, dude, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. I know, dude, I even got teared up when I heard the first master version of the song. I've worked on this since January, Greg, like off and on, not consistent, but like it took me from January to April to get the lyrics right. And it's taken me from April till now to get this recorded. And I eventually just caved and paid somebody to do the mixing and mastering. Shout out to Klangor Studios in Slovakia. They did a great job with this. <laughs> and then shout out to uh, Mr. Esteban Sax. He's a Miami saxophone player. I found him online and he did that great saxophone solo for me. Oh, that's great. Wow. Yeti, legitimately though, like regardless of the, if, if that song never touches anyone's ears again, like the reaction my dad had to that song like that is a thousand percent a win right there man no it, it was you know it, it, it's one of the coolest moments like of doing this podcast so far like watching my dad's reaction to that song i i felt i could tell your story and um i, I hope i did it right yeah you did and i can't even talk about it because it hit me so emotionally you know we had a reviewer leave a one-star review last night and he said he liked the show better when it was just you and chris and not with their over dramatic producer <laughs> he thought i was dramatic before wait till he gets a load of this episode well, you know <laughs> uh, under the facade of or she under the facade of comedy uh uh i don't you know i'm an emo i'm a very emotional person you know i'm the kind of guy who in a mood will uh weep during the national anthem or whatever and um this really hit me you know because I can't even talk about it. <laughs> You're welcome, Greg. I'll just leave it at that. You're welcome. Yeah, because because a wall standing. I mean, there were great lyrics in there throughout, but a wall standing the test of time. Dad, I'm not even kidding. I want you to talk about it. Well, I mean that you know, my dad <laughs> built that wall. <laughs> I made a reference to framework too for a while, Bill. Yeah. Oh, it's. Uh... I put an Alan Cherry reference for you. <laughs> Yeah, and a Gary the Bag reference. No, it was it was great. And and the and the Pebble Rock driveway, um <clears throat> I have no idea why that resonated with me so much, except that um I just remember sitting there as like a six year old playing with my Tonka tanks and having them roll over the rocks and hearing that sound and I have to admit it really makes me feel like a piece of shit. The way that, the, the way that I don't like Dad, I grew up on 1451. Like, I don't know if 40 years from now I'm going to be crying to my kids about 14. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why. It doesn't have the right ring to it. 1440 has a nice, catchy ring to it, but 1451... Is it because you and Mom, like, had money and you guys didn't? Is it really that? Is that the <laughs> No. Because we were having fun down on 1451. Yeah! <laughs> I do... I feel like there was an equal amount of love in each family it was just the matter of like money <laughs> does money ruin people i think it does <laughs> i think it does i paid somebody else to build my wall i didn't build it myself <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> well i paid my yard man to go cut my grass <laughs> exactly like, i'm like holy around because like 
obviously like not to get morbid, but like that, neither of your parents are still with us. Like I'm sure 40 years from now, like, you know what I mean? Like if mom and you happen to not be here, like my thoughts on this will be, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, I just feel like I was, I was going for the joke there, but like I'm, I'm moved. I'm literally, even though I'm sitting here in a hotel room, I'm like legitimately moved by that song and the history of it. And like, looking to my future on the way I will look like I, I just, I, I get it. And I appreciate you and I appreciate Yeti for that song. And that was really cool. Yeah, it was uh, Yeti. You have some, uh, a change of pace in you. You have a lot of gears. A, a, a mentor of mine in journalism once said as a column writer, you need uh, a lot of pitches. You can't just throw fastballs all the time. You can't just be hard hitting. You have to be funny. You have to do this and that and come at them from different ways. And, I think your songwriting is is in that vein. You know, you can go from ridiculous parody, funny lyrics to something like that. It's uh, it's very impressive. Thank you, guys. It, it was my pleasure to do this song. Pirate Radio Anthem, the song I did last year, was the most fun I've had making a song. This song has made me happier than any song I've ever written. And, and check it out, right? You're going to release it. We're going to hopefully get it on the list. Yeah, yeah. So this is the world premiere, and it hits all your streaming services and Bandcamp, where you can buy it, or iTunes, where you can buy it. I think it should be on iTunes by tomorrow. Oh, great. On Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> and you can link to everything at YetiBlanc.com. Go pre-save it on Spotify or whatever you do. Make sure to check it out. I, I greatly appreciate it. And support Yeti right here. Even if you weren't as moved as my dad was, know that Yeti put so much work into that song and just reward my man with like a download, a stream. Like, let this man feel... Because that song deserves to be felt. And Yeti put so much work into that. I've been hearing about, like, Yeti has been talking about that song for months. So please support our guy Yeti. If you support this show, you support Yeti. Support that song. Um, it that, 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 that hit the, the heartstrings right there. And that was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally brought me to tears, which I totally did not expect. And, and that's something that, you know, you can't uh, prevent. You know, it, it either hits you emotionally or, or it doesn't. And some of those lyrics were, were just right to the heart, you know. I was so worried that you were going to be in, like, a mood today by chance, and you were going to be like, what the crap was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, anything, you know, you hit me in my wheelhouse because, <clears throat> you know, that's why I've made a cottage industry of talking about PFPI and, you know, Stratomatic <laughs> and anything from my childhood that, that brings me back to, to those days is just, it's important to me, and it always will be. And um, maybe I'm weird. Maybe other people aren't like that, but um, it means a lot. So do you think we should throw it to the Olympics right now and give yourself a chance to reset? That'd be great. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That kind of thing, that kind of thing, that kind of thing. The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody presents the Cody Family Olympics. Brought to you by the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. 
father versus son, old versus young, not athletic versus someone who, just a few years ago, turned out to be more athletic than any listener had previously imagined. Five weeks, ten events, a house divided. Who will reign victorious? The Cody Family Olympics, brought to you by The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Well, this is awkward. We had audio issues. We recorded this segment a few days ago. We went out to the field. We recorded a whole thing. We have a bunch of videos. You can go to our social if you want to see proof that we actually did this. But uh, me and my dad need to now recap what we did because we lost the audio. I'm not going to bore the audience with how what happened. We had technical issues. So the stuff we recorded out there disappeared. So here we are now, Dad, to tell the people what happened in the what? Was it ninth event? This is the ninth event. Yes, the ninth event. The ninth uh, event. It's field goal kicking, and it went great. And by, oh, by great, it. it meant, I mean, we had to travel to four different parks before we were able to find. And I want you to explain to people what we ended up kicking on. Yeah, uh, we uh, we went to four parks. It seems like we went to 14. It was a real cluster bleep. Uh, finally, we find something, a park, but... They don't have uprights. They don't have Every, football goalposts. Fields don't want you on your on their football fields. They really don't. Like you can go on any baseball field at any park at any time, any soccer field at any time, but every football field within a twenty mile radius of us has like security, chain link fence, yes. barbed wire. They don't want you on their football field. Yeah, football fields are dopes. So anyway, long story short, American ingenuity, improvisation was at hand. We ended up kicking over a soccer goal uh, <laughs> we just essentially we're like all right it's close in height the yes. width is similar Perfect. if it goes over the goal that it's a yes. field goal it was legit we we did it we did it and uh i could tell after my first one or two warm-up kicks that i this was maybe not going to be my day i was I, I was trying barefoot soccer style i was trying with a shoe soccer style I was we're doing trying, 10 field goals from 30 yards. Right. I was trying straight on like it was I was Pete Gogolak in 1961. It was just uh, we were all over the map here. First, I need to make fun. My dad has wearing he wasn't wearing my mom's sneakers like he usually does for athletic events. This right. time he was wearing his new deck shoes, deck, Correct. the new deck Cody's. Right. And uh, they were perfect. I do not blame my shoes for they whatever were not might or might have not happened. They were not perfect, so my dad decided after warming up, like he said, using three different techniques, he he decided to go with the straight-on toe kick yes. with the shoe right. on. That's what he ended up going with, so we began, um, and it did not go great out of the gate for my dad. I believe, what did I make, Dad, my first four? I you just, made your first six in a row. I made six in a row, just drilling them from yeah. 30 yards. It was embarrassing. Saying, saying to my dad that I could have been an NFL kicker had I really dedicated myself to the craft. Right. Um, I tried not to laugh. It was impressive. Like, I impressed myself. I was doing <laughs> it just like you would see an NFL kicker, four <laughs> steps back, two to the left, put a little arm wiggle, yeah, and right. then – and it was just – and it was so dominant. And my dad missed, I think, your first – you were you weren't even close. You were struggling yeah. to get the ball there. You were struggling to get the ball elevated enough height. Correct. It was, I believe in your first six or seven attempts, you had two that were like that ever had the right height. You know what I yeah. mean? Like most of your kicks were never even close. Yeah, I don't think we need to elaborate any any further. That I got off to a very very terrible start. 
Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, looking back, it was an, uh, a flaw in my approach, which right. I remedied toward the very end. Right. His last find, couple attempts, he, yeah. he, he, you could tell he found something. Yes. Um, but I decided after starting six for six, and once I had clinched the game, because my dad was 0 for six, so right. I was he like, you know what, let me just, best of I was 10. just competing myself, against myself at that point. So I just, you know, let me go back 10 yards. Let me count off 10 more steps. And I went back to 40 yards. And I did okay. I, the first you couple made one. I tried, yeah, I made one. The two of them had the distance, so, and it was just the other one was just a little left. But I made a forty-yarder, so I impressed myself. Overall, I give myself like an A minus. I think it went. I think I did much better than ninety percent of people listening to this that think they maybe could kick a field goal. I did better yeah. than you did. You could do. Um, <laughs> and uh, and okay. then my dad. And then the the, the story we, we crescendo here with my dad on what your ninth attempt. I think it was my eighth attempt. I finally made one, and as with my famous 50-yard field goal from way back in the day. I made it when it hit the crossbar yeah. and dramatically bounced over yep. for a successful it, kick. It seemed like it bounced like seven times on the crossbar. I know. It, it, it but, seemed uh, that we way. Had, I got it on video, so you can go to our socials if you want to see my dad hitting the field goal and if you also want to see me putting on a show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was a good time. I, I, I enjoyed the kicking. And, uh, you know, once again, Greg Cody – underwhelms athletically yeah i would grade myself a uh, a g minus because f isn't bad enough for what i just did right uh, bottom line you beat me in the field goal kicking competition seven to one in our best of 10 and you are now ahead in the overall olympics seven to two seven events won by you two events won by me and uh, and we have two left. We have ping pong and swimming left. So <laughs> I think next week we should do ping pong and save swimming as our finale. Uh, I, I need to finish strong because right now it's it's on the border of humiliation. Because seven four, like if you happen to women, you're never going to beat me in swimming. And oh, I think I might. I'm very and buoyant. Ping pong, and ping pong, you know, ping I'm pong. I'm the favorite. I'll, I'm favorite. That's not true. That's not true. Um, I don't know. I just think it's seven four would be like an impressive showing. Yeah, I need that. Whereas need nine it. two would be humiliating, yeah. and yeah. eight three wouldn't be much better. I need seven four. Seven four is in the respectability realm. The bottom ring of respect respectability. Correct. Yeah, I need that. I'm, I'm shooting for that. But uh, why do we so say bottom more line on something like and bottom line? Is it saying because like it's the last line? Yeah, that's the signature, like a, man. That's that's like where sum, you it's sign. Like a summary. You're summarizing. Bottom line. You're you're signing the contract uh, that closes the deal. That's what a bottom line means. Right. You know, so that's why you go right to the bottom line, and that's that's where you we're said at right bottom now. line, and then you gave like the, the the summary of like we're up seven two. Like, Correct. Whatever. Yes. Is that an appropriate bottom line by you? I may or may not have been, but what the who the bleep cares, quite frankly. All right. Hey, that kind of thing. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, let's do it. Hi, Graceland. Hi, Pop. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. I, I want to do something in the podcast every once in a while. I want to have a conversation with you. Do you know what a conversation is? That's where we talk to each other. And, you know, I ask you questions and you answer and it will be fun. So, Grayson, first I want to ask you. What's that? Um, can you give me my tablet and my coloring stuff? Well, your mommy just dropped it off at my house. And so you will have it later tonight. But 
But did she drop the coloring one off? Um, honestly, I was recording this podcast when your mom came into my house to drop that off. So I'm not sure if it was just the tablet or if it was something else. But you'll find out later. Okay. All right. So, Grayson, <laughs> what is your favorite Disney movie? Um, I like I like Coco. Coco. Okay. And you have been to Disney World in Orlando, I know. So, what is your favorite ride there? Well, I really like I really like the Ferris wheel. Wow, the Ferris wheel. Okay, what else besides the Ferris wheel? What else do you really like? Um, that's Betty. What ride was that? Dumbo. Oh, Dumbo! That's a great ride. I love Dumbo too. Now, Grayson. I wonder what you think about the state of Florida's political war on the Walt Disney Company over the Reed Creek special purpose districting that has allowed Disney to self-govern itself. Because now the Florida Republicans moved to pass legislation that will dissolve the special purpose district in 2023. Governor Ron DeSantis signed the legislation into law as a form of retaliation for Disney's criticism of a law restricting discussion of LGBTQ issues in state schools. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know that. Oh, okay. Well, that's it's probably just as well you don't because it's a very complicated issue. Well, um, you're not done, Pop. What's that? We're not done talking. No, we're not done. I, I thought maybe you had some strong opinions on that, but I'm wondering, who is your all-time favorite Disney princess? I like Cinderella. Wow, that's old school. That's classic. Cinderella was around when Pop was a child. How about that? I did not know that. Yes. Now, let me ask you this. Is Moana a princess? Yep. She is. And and why isn't she your favorite? Because she's modern. She's happening. Well, I just like her. Would she be your, in your top three princesses? No. Okay, name your top three. Number one is Cinderella. Who's number two? Jasmine. Jasmine. And number three? Moana. Moana. Okay, that's a good top three. And and once again, before we close, no opinion on DeSantis's legislation against Disney? That's enough of your politics. Okay. <laughs> I deserve that. And you may be right. What are you doing to my child? <laughs> <laughs> Good convo. <laughs> All right. Good convo. Good first uh, installment of whatever the hell this episode is. Stop. We're not done. Okay. We're done. Okay. I'm going to see you later. <laughs> yes. And it ends with Graceland crying. All right. We got to finish the podcast. Graceland, I love you. Okay. That was the award winning debut of an occasional new series in the podcast where Pop talks to his granddaughter. Um, and, and we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, quick shout out to Tony Dow, Wally on Leave it to Beaver, dead at 77. <laughs> now, from there, <laughs> I want to give you Greg's dad joke of the week. And, and we're going to do one of these. It's going to be super quick. All right. I'm not going to belabor it. Did you hear the rumor about butter? No. Well, I'm not going to spread it. Wow. Okay. So you know, like, so like that one didn't make the cut last week, but like this week. It's well, like <laughs> these are all new, man. These dad jokes, they're coming like uh, rocket fire, whatever that means. You pickled um, Joey in the corner. He's like, he's cackling about that joke. He's so. cackling, cackling Joey. Yeah. Um, listen, uh, I, got an, I, I got a call the other day from my financial advisor. I feel like this is another dad joke. 
Well, no, hey, this is serious. I and mean, it's my financial advisor. He said, Greg, you're not wasting nearly enough money. So what's happened is Christopher and I have entered into a father-son scheme yeah. to become instant billionaires. Christopher, yep. I'd like you to flesh out the details. Yeah, we're going halvesies on uh, this billion-dollar uh, Mega Millions thing. Uh, my dad even thinks that we're doing a 60 thing where he's putting in 60% of the money, but we're splitting it. Nope, dad. I, I went halvesies with you. We're going, we're going full bore. Did you? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So you uh, laid out some uh, semi-big cash. We're- so what is this scheme? No, it's just we're both putting in X amount of dollars to this mega millions and we're going to split it halfway. And if you, okay, oh, we're putting in uh, $200 each. The New York Islanders just put in on $50,000 worth of tickets. So, yeah. Yes, well, that, yeah. Dad, that, look, that makes me and you seem pretty small time. See, this is the problem. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me started on the lottery. The crazy. Okay. Number. All this is, is if we hit this, Dad, we're already like done with this podcast and we're already in Jacksonville. We're, I don't know where the mega million Jacksonville. Oh, oh <laughs> to get the money. I, th- I was about to say, is that where you go when you win $1.1 billion? Let's go to Jacksonville. Woo! I don't know where you go for the mega millions. I know it's Tallahassee. My bad. You go Tallahassee, not Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. The capital of Florida. All right. I, I'm not a lottery player. Tell me exactly what we're going for. What's the payout? What's what's going on here? Going for it's you got to hit like six numbers, I believe. And it's a billion dollars. I mean, I think you can do. Is it the same as the lottery where you can do like lump sum and get half of it or? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, you can take it in installments or do lump sum and get like half of it. But apparently that has to do with whatever's in the pot. And I don't know how that works or what that translates to. I don't play the lottery. I did this time because Christopher coached me. Yeah, into Dad, it. Either way, we're going to be fine <laughs> if we win. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying this. I have a couple of problems with the lottery. Number one, and I've read stories on this. The lottery hurts the people who can least afford to lose money because it's a sucker's bet. Let's be honest. The odds are astronomical. And the people playing the lottery tend to be people who really uh, don't have a hell of a lot of money and are looking for a quick hit, a quick fix. Okay. Now, when it's a million dollars, it's a bunch of like, now you're playing. Well, because you brought it up to me. I didn't even know it otherwise. But this New York, was it New York Islanders or Rangers? It was the Islanders. Okay. Here's my other problem with the lottery. When the money gets really high, where everybody pays attention, the rich people wanting to get richer stick their nose in it. Okay. The Islanders, I guarantee you there are millionaires out there who are plunging $20,000 into this. I guarantee you there are doctors and lawyers. Yeah, they actually talked about that on the mystery crate this week. Like Billy had the idea and pitched it to the metal arc execs. Like the odds are, let's just pretend they're one in 600 million. What if they bought all 600 million lottery tickets? Would that be a worthy investment? Right. I guarantee you, John Skipper is uh, privately plunging about $100,000 into this. I just guarantee it. That Skipper feels like regular speculation. No, no, it, it it could be, but. It's just a weird guarantee. All right. Well, you know, I haven't been proven wrong. I want Skipper on the phone denying it because right now it's, uh, I feel like it's it's out there as uh, as a statement, as an exclusive for me that Skipper has put all that money. Hey, uh, before we go and. and um <laughs> I want to thank everybody who's been on today. We've had no guests, which means I'm just thanking people we've listened to. Graceland is here. Graceland was the guest. Graceland, thank you. And Joey. And Joey. A big, yeah, Joey is, uh, is fantastic. Background Joey. Bowie. Um, I want a quick update, a merch store update, because we have uh, this Zoom happy hour promotion. Give us just a quick update on that. Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for everything they put in this week. We had a great... Hundreds 
hundreds of people filed. It's going to take it's going to take us a minute to go through um, through all the sales and but what it really came down to was following directions. You know, we had more people buy stuff than we had follow the directions of really? retweeting with your receipts. You dumb idiot, tweet us. You dumb idiot. Yes. Yeah, so, but uh, but. We had great response. It was a successful week for the store. Thank you to everyone who supported us in that way and has supported us before. And then so thanks to those who participated in the retweet side of things. Next week's episode, we will unveil our winners of our show. Oh, we're going to we will call them out or uh, say their names, huh? Maybe we'll tweet it, but we'll definitely talk about it on the episode as well. So if you only listen to us here, you'll hear it here. And we'll also tweet out all the people. That's great. We'll be in contact early this week. That's great. Um, uh, wrapping this up i was totally humiliated by my continuing bad performance in the father-son olympics i was uplifted <laughs> by yeti's uh, original song about my upbringing uh, i was moved by it i thank you yeti personally it meant a lot to me and uh, on that note uh we'll see you all next week bye-bye Dad, will you and mom make love to that song at some point? Yes, that's on the docket. You know, we schedule <laughs> lovemaking because when you've been married this long, there, there's no spontaneity. It's all on the calendar. And we got a set for tomorrow night at about 7.15. <laughs> it's like, my dad's like, on March 4th, things will go down. I think I've said enough and perhaps too much. Yeah, you have. All right. Okay. Good night, all right. everyone. Good night. See you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.